It's a new week, and we're back with a brand new episode of Blue Dope. I am Olivia Dope. It's Blue, baby. Hey, yo, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're one of our regulars, thank you for your constant, overwhelming support. Yo, how's it going, Liv? Things are going well. The world is starting to open back up. It's not exactly normal yet, but we're getting there. How about you? Yo, same, same. You know, they call me 8-Job Blue over here. You know, I'm happy to be in demand, healthy, and able to provide for my fam, you know? So I'm definitely proud of how the show has been received, all of the joy, gems, and insight we're able to bring to our audience each week. I mean, that's that's the stuff that's keeping me really happy right now. Most definitely. And we have a lot more in store. Just really interesting people coming down the pipeline. And with that being said, we're not the only ones that are booked and blessed. Just full transparency, just coordinating schedules can be a bit hectic when you have guests to coordinate for interviews. Yo, you're not lying. I mean, but that's also why this episode is going to be the final episode of season one. You know, not to worry, though. We'll be back soon. Stars are aligning and some of the very people you've asked for are now contacting us to be part of the show, which is pretty dope. So I'm pretty excited about where this whole thing is going. So am I. So let's not drag this out. We have lots to work on. Uh, we have a great show for you today. We have the lovely Miss Raina Love. Oh, for sure. I mean... Today, the Miami native model, actress, starring in one of the top movies in the country right now, graced us with her high-energy presence for this one. I mean, her story is very relatable, proves that you can make it happen regardless of where you're from. Rain of love, y'all. Rain of love, y'all. Rain of love, y'all. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Blue. It's Olivia Dope. And you're now rocking with Blue Dope. Blue Dope in the house. And today we have none other than Raina Love. Yes. Model, business owner, actress, so much more. And currently starring in Amazon Prime's Secret Society. What's up, Raina? What's up? How are you guys? Feeling good, feeling great. How about you? I'm feeling blessed. God is good. I'm feeling great. I have Secret Society out on Amazon Prime, top five in the country, you guys. Yes. Light flex. Right. And Twitter is (laughs) buzzing. Right. Twitter (laughs) is currently buzzing about this movie. Like, just saying how good it is, the plot twist, everybody can't get enough of it. So can you give us a little backstory of exactly how you came about to be a part of that project? Definitely. Um, uh, so in the beginning, um, uh, the writer, Miyasha Coleman, she actually um, wrote this novel um, years ago, and it turned out to be um, one of the New York Times bestselling novels. And then she ended up um, turning it into a theater play. And here we are years later into the movie. So she found me on YouTube. Strange enough, you know, nowadays in this generation, social media is such a huge platform. You know, people are being discovered from all over. So I was blessed enough to um, be recognized. And she reached out to me via social media. And she's like, hey, I see you're a model. I see you're doing this, you're doing that. But are you really taking acting seriously? Because I see you do skits here and there. And I was like, heck yeah. If I'm, you know, being given the opportunity to actually um, step into a character's shoes and be able to deliver a message or a story, I'm all for it. So I auditioned for the role and um, she, I had auditioned for it twice. You know, she wanted to make sure, you know, being Celeste was, is the lead role in the film. So I had to be able to make sure that I delivered that message and, you know, bringing, awareness to such a huge topic when it comes to this film 
So without without giving away too much of the movie, Secret Society is really based on um, two sis two two friends, two girls who are like sisters. Um, their names are Tina and Celeste. I play the role of Celeste, and in this film, they are hustlers. So they're talking to these dudes for money. They're talking to these dudes for flights. They're talking to these dudes for whatever you could possibly think of. And a lot of people can relate to Tina and Celeste because we've all, even me as a woman, I've been down that path before. I can relate to my character. I wanted to talk to a man for some change. <laughs> I wanted to, I, I want to fly a private jet. I want somebody to take me shopping. I want that Chanel bag. Knowing damn well I can't afford it, but I want it. Right. I ain't got the money, but somebody out there got the money. Somebody need to get it for me. <laughs> so we all can relate to Tina and Celeste when it comes to wanting things that we can't afford. So we're out there, we're hustling, and we're getting it for, for, and we're using whatever we can use for it. Some women may use, you know, the look. Some women may use their hustle. Some women have a good hustle game, a good talk game. Whatever it is that you're using, you're using it. So Tina and Celeste are at a point in their lives where they're tired of that. They feel like they're, they're tired of using these men. They're tired of spinning game. They're tired of nickel and diamond. They're tired of holding dudes down. And then one minute, you know, they're dealing with basketball players, scammers. They're dealing with all, all kind of men from walks of the life that have money and they, they're tired of it. So they're at a point in their life where they want to just settle down. They want true love. But there's one big major secret, cliffhanger, jaw dropping, eye gouging. It's, 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 it's huge. And that's what you guys are going to see when you watch the film Secret Society, why it's so huge right now. And, you know, not to give it away, but, you know, in the, wor- in the world that we're living in, in 2021, I mean, it's a lot of relatable content in this movie in terms of subject matter, in terms of, you know, lifestyles, in terms of, you know, what is now pushed to the forefront in terms of, okay, hey, there are so many different people of walks of life in this world. So it's it's great that you guys have given this platform for us to see these stories. Yeah, it was such a huge honor to actually be able to not even just step into any character's shoes, but to step into Celeste's shoes, because not only stepping into her shoes, since the movie came out, I've been getting reached out by different people from all walks. Like, wow, you opened my eyes. You brought awareness to the situation. I ended up speaking to my family about my personal situations. And then you have other people from the regular, what they consider supposed to be correct lifestyle, reach out like, dang, I ain't even think about stuff like that. Dang, that makes me want to um to um not judge a book by its cover. Like everybody deserves love. Everybody should be able to be themselves and feel accepted and not feel bad for being themselves, not feel bad for loving on the person that they are. Can you imagine growing up and not, I don't even want to give the movie away. But let's say everybody in my household was a lawyer and I wanted to be a doctor. Can you imagine if they they degraded you for saying that you wanted to be a doctor? It's like, dang, I really want to be a doctor, but I have to really be a lawyer because if not, my family's going to degrade me. My friends aren't going to be my friends anymore. My So I have to I have to live by 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 your happiness and, and I'm not going to be happy. So you mean to tell me when I'm 100 years old, I got to sit back like, dang, I just lived my life for everybody. I did nothing to make myself happy. I didn't walk in my shoes. No. So I believe this movie is such a huge eye opener of of sisterhood, loyalty, friendship. The fashion is out of this world. And then um, not only that, just acceptance, awareness and 
accepting people for who they are and letting them be them. You know, like 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 the quote, the phrase say, "What you eat don't make me listen." Exactly. You know. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I want us to come back to Secret Society, but I think with the success, the quick success of the movie, people are so interested to know who's this lead lady, right? right? So let's let's take it back. We we want to know who Raina is. We want to understand how you got to this place. So where are you from? Like, what's your upbringing? Where's the family from? Where are you rooted? Uh, okay, let me put my let me put my sneakers on real quick for this. Hey. <laughs> I'm from I'm from. Um, if you're not familiar with Miami, I'm from a little a little city called Little Haiti. Mm-hmm. Oh, so in yeah. Yeah, you know, Little Haiti. So I was, I was, I grew up in the borderline of Little Haiti and Liberty City. So uh, I just got to thank God I don't look like what I've been through. But, you know, being raised, <laughs> raised in the hood, I thank God for my mom. You know, she kind of had me doing a lot of things. She had me in a lot of projects in the inner city and she had me helping her out. So she showed me a different side to life, which is the reason why I fell in love with drama. So um, she had me out. She had me in Sesame Street when I was younger. Oh wow! Like you you were actually on set at Sesame Street. Yes, I was in Blockbusters. That was huge for me as a kid. You know, like I'm dapping up elbow. You know, I'm giving Big Bird a high five. Like that's my friend. <laughs> I go to school. You can't tell me I wasn't sitting on top. You can't sit at my cafeteria table if you didn't bring me a snack because I know Big Bird and Elmo. Right. That butter crunch. Okay. <laughs> so that was like the highlight of my life as a, as, as a kid, you know, and my mom opened my eyes to that. She was never a parent that wanted to box me in or wanted to live through me. And I loved my mom for that. She showed me that there are many things that you can be, many things that you can accomplish. And if you don't like it, at least you can tell yourself you tried it. So I didn't come from a home that was beyond financially stable or even financially stable because honestly, I grew up, my mom didn't even celebrate holidays like that because she just said holidays are fake, but not knowing as an adult, she just couldn't afford to provide every holiday for us growing up. Right. So I had to, and that made me love my mom harder. That made me want to go harder for her and to give her the world. Because as an adult, I stepped into my mom's shoes and I'm like, dang, it's not easy. True. I really cried about those shoes that I really didn't need. She was right. <laughs> I didn't need those shoes that the other kids had. I didn't know their household situation and I didn't know mine. And it wasn't for me as a child to know. But growing up, I understood. So when she opened my eyes to all of these things, these things in the community, these these events, these programs that were free, but they were beneficial to me. They were my escape from the 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 the, the problems that my friends in the in what I would call the hood would be going through, fighting on the block, arguing about fashions, arguing about boys. None of that was on my mind growing up. It was more so, oh, what are we doing next? Where are we going? Are we doing tennis, mommy? Where 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 are your friends going? Are we doing so? I piggybacked and hanged with my mom. So that opened my eyes to the entertainment industry and I fell in love with it. So fast forward, I'm here, I'm in high school, I'm in drama, I'm loving it. I'm getting first place in these things. And then um, later on, modeling kind of, you know, sucked me up into the world. So I've been modeling, you know, for um, all the wholesale companies in Miami, LA, and New York. And then thank God for social media, you have Instagram, which is the, this huge platform. Yeah. So um, I ended up doing skits and my friends was like, yo, you killing this. So every day they'll call me, let's do skits. I'm like, yo, we doing these skits for free, y'all. I ain't got time to do all these skits for free all day. Come on, friend. 
So the little bit that I did do for my friends, and that's why sometimes it's not even a scratch your back, you scratch mine. Sometimes you got to step back and support your friends. Right. Because outside of me being selfish or saying, well, if I'm not getting paid for it, because mind you now, back then when I started doing it, I was, I, I was a model, still am a model, but I was getting paid 200 an hour. And, and I was doing like seven to eight hour shoots a day. So you mean to tell me you want me to sit and sit in, sit in your house for eight hours and for do a free. skit for what? To make people on Instagram laugh? For life. But my for mindset life. wasn't even like that. It was like, let me support my friend because he has a bigger vision. And just because mm-hmm. I can't see his dream, that doesn't mean I shouldn't support it. Okay. Especially if we all are blessed and gifted with different kinds of talents. So within me supporting my friend, I gained a blessing out of that. Because that that skit that they saw on YouTube was actually the skit that pushed Miyasha Coleman towards me. Wow, look that's at crazy! That. This of a skit, like <laughs> you, real, real, real. So and so, it's it's just like dang, and that's why even right now, I support small businesses. I give them free shout outs to my stories because I see what you give out to the universe, you're gonna get that in return. Absolutely. So I, I I am an excellent, an excellent, amazing actress. Everybody's born with a talent, whether you're born singing, dancing, talking, communicator, a lover, a fighter, a hustler. Everybody's born with a talent, a gift. They may not see it yet because they're not pushing towards it, but everybody's born with something they're good at. You may be good at ignoring a person. Everybody's good at something. So my talent was was acting and it, it was it was a gift that I thank God for because I'm, I'm a natural at it. So I appreciate it. So when I was given the role of Celeste and for me to execute it and for me to, you know, I'm, a, I'm such a huge overthinker at times. And sometimes I have to step back and slap myself like, yo, chill. Stop. Over. Why are you your worst critic? Why are you so hard on yourself? Sis, stop. So for everyone to tell me, yo, you did a good job, for people to applaud, for my my crew, like for Erica Pinkett, who played Tina in it, for her to be in the in the industry and for her to say, yo, you killed it. This your first movie? This your first lead role? For 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 celebrities and people who have been in the game for years to actually say, hey, from Vivica A. Fox to pass the torch on to me, like, sis, Listen, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> for her to tell me and Erica that, sis, you're next, that meant the world to me. That's That's you, the little girl in me was crying. I'm like, wow, I did it. Like, I really did it. I'm living out my dreams. So I want to take it to just even that first day on set, because it's not the same as doing a skit, right? It's not the same as drama class in school or any plays or anything like that. So what was that feeling like? Were, were you just out of yourself nervous? Um, honestly, my first day on set, I was nervous. I was so honestly, I have horrible sweat glands. Like when it gets too hot, I get nervous. These hands tend to, I'm not ashamed because I've been AC all day. So you're never going to catch me slipping. But when, you know, when you're shooting a movie, AC goes off. The air conditioning goes off. It's quiet on set. Everything's off. So you can actually hear every single thing that's going on in a film. A film isn't as easy as people think it is. Like, I watch films and I'm like, well, I could do that. I could have did that. I could have been Shanae. I could have been with Deanna Dress. You know, meet me at three o'clock. You know, like, I could have did that. But when you're really in the shoes, nothing in life is easy. Everything is hard work. Even if you're, even if you get in bottle, bottles of water with your food stamp card and you selling on the corner for a dollar, you still have to stand on that corner for a couple of hours just to make some money back. Nothing is easy. So, with me actually having to to go on set, and mind you, I'm in front of Jamal Hill, the Jamal Hill, 
the director, if you don't know who Jamal Hill is, Google him now. So Jamal Hill directed this film. You have Miyasha Komen, who's a a goat, a penman queen. Like her penmanship is phenomenal. She has all of these amazing books. You have Rich Coleman, who executive produced it. You have Vivica Fox, who is watching me. Like, I have so much on my shoulders. So the first day, I was so nervous. I sweated. But literally, when they yelled, action, when they yelled, rolling, I snapped it to my character. Yeah, and nice. after day one, I was like, that's how I know this is for me. And I thank God for it. I thank God that I didn't. I wasn't like Eminem on 8 Mile, like choke, choke. <laughs> <laughs> that was my worst fear. My worst fear was for them to be like rolling. And I'm like, stuck. So it took a lot of, it, it took a, for this to be my my first movie and for me to have the lead role was such a blessing. I gave it my all. I stayed up to like three in the morning. I will position my phone down and record myself. I have right. some ugly videos in my phone of me with some meek nail braids on getting it in at four <laughs> in the morning, but we'll save that for later. But um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to give it my all. And I wanted for those that watch the film to be able to not only relate to my character, but to sympathize with my character. If my character got hurt, I want you to be like, damn, no, you know? So I wanted to make sure that not only did I nail my lines, but I nailed my lines and I got my emotions across for it to be a relatable story and for it to really bring awareness, you know? Was there a particular inspiration for this character that you had to pull out of you? Are you just going based on the story of the novel? What what was the inspiration like? I'm Anna, a transgender woman. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgender. Join Anna as she chronicles her transition and Cam as he learns how to be a supportive parent. This podcast is about embracing differences and finding common ground. It's a roller coaster of emotions, laughter, and genuine connection. Tune in to new episodes of The Transgenda Bi-Weekly. Subscribe and listen to The Transgenda on your favorite podcast platform. Love you all, except the bigots. Honestly, I have this imaginary box that I've created since I was, I can say middle school I created it when I was in middle school and you know I I got I got bullied before I got picked on I didn't have the fanciest shoes or the fanciest clothes but thank God for my sense of fashion taste it don't matter what I had on as long as I was matching from my socks to my book bag I was cute you couldn't tell me nothing laying my little hair down I had my hair was so nappy oh my god but (laughs) listen I understand I've been there (laughs) listen it made me who I am today and then it made me I was so nice to people because people were so mean to me. I was friends with the Haitians. I was friends with the Hispanics. I was friends with the 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 kids who who were in Esau. Like you didn't speak English, I'd be like hungry in Haitian and Creole. I'd be like ungangu in yes. Spanish. Getting hambre. <laughs> I used to learn just to make them feel like at least there's one person at this school that rock with me because. You know, I got picked on, so I know what it feels like to just be isolated sometimes and to be in school with kids. Kids are mean as heck. Yeah. So, um, I had everything in this this imaginary box called Pandora's Box. I named the box Pandora's Box. And in Pandora's Box were all of my childhood traumas, my heartbreaks, my horrible memories, everything that belittled me. Every everything that people belittled me or made me feel, every horrible thing from stretch marks, my insecurities, everything is in this box. And 
I remember Jamal, the director, Jamal um, Hill, he told me, he said, let it out. There's a scene in the movie where it's the climax of the movie and I was supposed to deliver the message and they were like, you're not bringing it and we know you got it in you. The drive and the hunger that you had in your audition tape, we need you to bring that. And I'm like, ugh, I was really emotional during my audition tape too. And I'm like, ugh, I feel it. But what were they what they were asking of me was to open Pandora's box, to open right. all my hurt, to let all my demons out, to, you know, just go for it. So when I wasn't, when I saw everybody's face and the vibe in the room, and I was like, I'm not giving them what's expected of me. And not only that, I'm cheating myself out when I know I got it in me. Yeah. You're supposed to be your biggest fan. Stop playing. Let it out. That's what it's there for. Open it. Let it out. So when I opened it, I let it out. We t- we did one take and I they were like, you murdered it. That's it. You're good. Amazing. So after I murdered it and that was it and I was good, I'm still here crying. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe this happened to right. me. And they're just like clapping their hands like you did good. And I'm just like, I'm still hurt. So everybody's like fanning me. They're giving me a hug. They're like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> but um, it took me a minute to like, you know, just simmer down. I had to drink water. Everybody was there for support. We were such a huge family on set. I loved it. And um, and it's so crazy. Because- movie isn't from, it's not being shot from beginning to end. It's like middle, beginning, ending, ending, beginning, middle. Right. Like it's all over the place. So I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They put it, they put it together and they, they you know, they kill it. But um, so while I'm here heartbroken and I'm reliving all of my hurtful thoughts, my hurtful memories that I put in this box and, you know, just put it away. And the next scene is me being happy and in love. And I'm like, well, let me just drop my land. Let me put my lashes <laughs> back on. Give, give me two seconds. They're like, you got this. You're good. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this is my first. Just give me a minute, but it was so worth it. And it was so challenging. And I can say a challenge that I totally accepted. I was totally proud for. Literally, when they yell, it's a wrap, I cried. I'm getting a little bit emotional right now because that's how good God is. Like, you know, but literally, when they yell, it's a wrap, I cried. And I thank God. And the first person I called, I remember I called my mom. And I was like, Mommy, I did it. And then she was like, I was like, I was like, mommy, I did it. And she was like, baby. My nickname as a kid is Nene. So she was like, Nene, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, mommy, I'm trying to be a G. Don't make me cry. And I started crying. <laughs> so, because, you know, we come from the hood. What? You want to cry? Yeah. But tears of joy, I cried. Tears of people telling me I wasn't never going to be anything. You know, I cried tears of people just looking at me as a pretty face when I, I felt like I have so much to offer. Mm. I'm so, so I believe I'm so talented. I manifest, I pray. I don't really pray over myself. I pray with my family and my friends. I pray for, I pray for strangers. I can see a bigger pass by and I can see a lady just sitting on the bus. And I'm like, you're going to get a call one day, sis. Heavenly mm. Father, she's going to get a call. She's going to love that. Like, I just push so much to the universe and I want it back. So those that, those that wish ill on me, I'm not even mad or 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 bothered by it because the more you wish bad on somebody, the more God is going to make sure that you watch them get their blessings. Right. You know, so that's that's really what it was for me. It was Pandora's box. It was opening all of those emotions, letting it out, and um, just you know, 
really stepping into the celestial shoes because if I weren't able to let those emotions out, it wouldn't be Celeste. It wouldn't be Celeste. I got to know after it's all said and done, what was Amaya Scott's reaction to this? Um, I personally haven't spoken to Amaya, but I did ask Niasha Coleman, who is actually the author and the executive producer of the movie and the book as well. And she told me that Amaya said she loved it, that, that we killed it. And um, uh, Tokyo, Tokyo, um, Tokyo does hair like she's, uh, he's, she's, a, she's a celebrity hairstylist. And um, she said that we killed it as well. She loved it. We have a lot of um, a lot of people that walk the same path of Tina and Celeste that are supporting movie in this film that's beautiful um i'm obsessed with mind you i've been in the the fashion industry i've been modeling since i was younger as well too outside of sesame street i was one of those little kids that jumped in the puddle with the ivory uniform on like mm-hmm. bye me so <laughs> so um yeah I've, I've been obsessed with like the tyra banks uh, all of these models and if you're familiar with winnie harlow she's like the model that's like really pretty and um it was a highlight for me for her to be like she just reached out to me and DM me on Instagram and I'm like so I'm just like drinking like chilling and I'm on Instagram like (laughs) (laughs) Winnie Harlow (laughs) I just sent her my number I'm like we best friends you don't know how much I love you so I'm just like and she's like me and my best friend watched this and you made us cry you killed it and I'm like Thank you so much, Queen. I appreciate that because you can watch a movie and be like, whatever. For you to search my name up, for you to give me that, that meant the world to me. I watch movies every day. I ain't DMing, um, you know, I'm not DMing <laughs> Kerry Washington or, you know, all of these people, even though they're super huge and they know they're amazing. But I feel like it's little me, little me from little Haiti. I have these people telling me how dope I did. My dreams are coming true. Manifestation is everything. God is real. The energy that you dish out to the universe is real. It comes back to you tenfold. So, yeah. I mean, outside of Winnie, like who? Like, has there been any other big surprises where you're just like, wow, this person knows who I am now? Um. Yeah. Um. Oddly enough, there has been <clears throat> a lot of. I don't want to give too much of the, the movie away, but there has been a lot of people, um, you know, of the the walks of Tina and Celeste. Um, they have reached out, um, a lot of name models, and um, oddly enough, a lot of um, athletes actually are fans of the movie as well. Okay. So they were like, yo, you killed it, sis. And I'm not even going to lie. There was, I don't know his name, so I don't want to mess it up or anything. But I believe he's a rapper out of Atlanta or whatever. And I think I think he was incarcerated, but he reached out to me from while he was incarcerated. He was like, wow. yo, I'm locked up. And I saw him in that thing crazy, man. They got an Amazon like, Prime up in there? They love it. Listen, I'm like, I don't even know if I should reply back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there have been a lot of, you know, a lot of people reaching out and um, just giving their 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 honest opinions and their thoughts and everything has been positive and good so it's a blessing regardless of their status regardless of a blue check just every positive energy that comes my way i'm just blessed and you know blessed enough to accept because i'm here i did it and 
I just wanted people to be able to see my talent and actually be able to not even relate to the character, but to be able to feel the character as the character, to see Celeste as Celeste. So do you have a final word that you want to share with the fans? Um, Words of inspiration, encouragement? Um, I just want to say love on yourself. Forget society. Everybody's a a, a critic. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a judge. Everybody's a bully behind social media. Just love on yourself. They're going to talk about you if you're skinny. They're going to talk about you if you're thick. They're going to talk about you if you're big. Love on yourself. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, Raina. We can't wait to see what you have in store next. After being shocked by part one, we can definitely predict that part two will be quite the ride. But yo, thank you, Raina. Come back and chat with us for the next one. Y'all really enjoyed that convo. And well, well live. I mean, that that's a that's a Rizzy. It's, it's a wrap for season one. I know, I know, bittersweet. But it was fun and fast. It's a break for the audience, but we'll get right back to it. Look, we have to. I mean, yo, big and better for the sophomore season. No jinxes on the way. We about to do it up. It was definitely a fast one. You know, working with you has been really amazing. I wanted to say dope, but you know, we say that word a lot over here. 16 episodes, bittersweet, but yo, don't mind me. And it's that blue dope. See y'all on season two. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Blue Dope and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow the crew on Instagram at Blue Dope TV.